this place. Come on, let's just do it. You might be thinking, well, I just came to church for whatever reason, but I'm going to tell you something today. You're here because Jesus wants to reach into your life. He wants to do something supernatural and powerful. So we're just going to pray right now. Lord Jesus, we're ready. Lord Jesus, we're open. We're willing. And we want the Spirit of God to come and touch us, speak to us, cause something to shift in the heavens that touches us on earth. So we just pray for that this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Give someone a, a, a chicken wing on your way down and uh, you can take your seats. Well, fantastic to be in church this morning. I'm excited to be here and I know that God's given me a word for, for you today that is going to set you free. Who's excited for that? So the, the, the title, we'll get to it in a second, is Seed, Soil and Harvest. And I believe it's a, a significant word for us today. But uh, I want to thank all those who came out and prayed through January. Uh, we ha had our season of prayer and fasting. And I don't think that's the only time this year that we're going to be called as a church to that. But I want to thank all those who came out on Wednesday nights and prayed with us together. It was a, a significant time. And I think if there's anything Australia needs right now is for the church to pray. Uh, it seems to me that there's almost in every state of Australia right now, a race to the bottom to be the first with the worst legislation. And uh, we're seeing that just in so many different ways. And all I can say, church, is be aware of what's happening in our country. Be aware of the things that are happening in our parliaments. Be aware of the, the legislations that are, that are uh, being arranged that are actually anti-God, anti-church, and anti-Christian. So we need to be aware of that, and I just want to encourage you, you know, perhaps you need to be politically active. We need good men and women in Parliament. We need good men and, men and women who can lead the, the charge from the front, not from the back. So I just want to encourage you with that, and I know that uh, there's so much that can happen um, in a day when legislation changes. So uh, I think um, we just have to be aware and, uh, and know what is happening around us. So... We need godly people in parliament and we need Christians who are praying for our nation. So I want to encourage you, pray for Australia, pray for our state and believe God for good things. Isaiah 24 uh, verses 5 and 6 says this, The earth suffers for the sins of its people, for they have twisted God's instructions, violated his laws and broken his everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Now, I just want to remind you again to my, my title, Seed, Soil, and Harvest. And here in this verse in Isaiah, it talks about a curse consuming the earth, not because God curses it, but because of our sin. So we're going to look at some things this morning. I know, we, and I'm going to give you some things that will really help you today, some tools that you can take home with you and help you to reverse the curse over your life. So sin is the root that destroys the earth. So when God's people lose their voice, the whole earth is affected. And I want to tell you something, wherever you are, in your house, in your street, in your school, in your workplace, wherever it is that you are, that you have a voice for good that the world needs to hear. And I want to encourage you to have boldness to speak out the Word of God. So just want to do some revision of our goals. And it's really important that we understand our goals, church, and I'm going to continue to repeat these every time I speak 
probably this year you'll be sick of it, but, it, it, but sooner or later you're going to know what our goals are at One Heart Church and we're going to aim for those goals together, we're going to win those goals together and we're going to achieve some great things for God. So number one is salvations. We want to see people come to know Jesus. Second one is baptisms. We want people to be baptized in water as a sign of their salvation. And we believe and want people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the two baptisms at, at work. Uh, we want to see discipleship. We want to train people in the things of God. Uh, we want to go uh, take people on a journey of developing the call and the gifts of God upon their life. And the fourth one is relationships, meaningful relationships, friendships that build us. And they're the things that we want to uh, uh, set as goals, or we have set as goals in the church, that uh, connect to our vision, which is to be a large, relevant church of mature believers who love our community. And uh, let's all say amen to that. Amen. Amen. So we're all in agreement. Excellent. So, lifting the level of our effectiveness as Christians, or kicking goals, is not doing more or trying harder, it's found in removing the curse off the ground. We know Jesus has removed the curse to those who believe. So if you're a believer here today, you don't have to live with any curse. You don't have to live with any unproductive parts of your life. So what you need to do is find those places that that don't work and start to apply the blessings that Jesus has won for you on the cross. Uh, Romans 8 verse 2, it says that we're set free from the law, set free from the curse of sin and death through Christ. Amen? Yeah, let's agree. Thank you. A bit slow this morning. The 9 a.m. service is still a bit sleepy. Everybody, like, poke someone next to you and say, wake up, Count. Come on. So the, I know the 10, 10.30 service is going to be really on it. They're going to be really good. So there's some competition. If you're taking notes, Hebrews 6, verse 7 to 8 says this. It should pop up there. When the ground soaks up the falling rain and bears a good crop for the farmer, it has God's blessing. But if a field bears thorns and thistles, it is useless. The farmer will soon condemn that field and burn it. It's a pretty heavy message right there. So the the thing or the answer behind our goals is to be a field that soaks up the rain to be a people that soaks in the rain, to be a church that soaks up the rain. Soaking up the rain, in a practical sense, loves the presence of God. Do you love the presence of God? But then you'll be a person, you'll be a field that soaks up the rain. Um, uh, Loves the Word of God is a way in which we soak up the rain. So if you uh, desire and develop a, a love for God's Word, you're becoming a field that is soaking in something from God, soaking in the Word of God. Um, when you love to worship God, it's another way in which we can soak in the rain. So don't ever waste an opportunity when you come into the house of God and it's got nothing to do with what you feel like when you walk in the door, but it's something about honoring God with your life and with your body when you can say, well, I just lost my money. I've just uh, had, had some problems go on um, in my world this week but when you go beyond that and start to worship lift your hands as a sign of surrender as a sign of worship as a sign of honor you're you're soaking in the rain of God's goodness in your life because you're declaring he's above whatever else is going on in your life Um, another way we soak in the rain is to have a love for the house of God love for the people of God and uh, that's another display that we have of God some practical areas that we can uh, activate ourselves to be 
a person and a church that soaks in the reign of God. So if you're taking notes, you need to write this down. The soaking determines the soil. The soaking determines the soil or what you'll get out of the soil. So I'll give you some, some, um, uh, some keys. You know, sometimes when you're looking at a map, there'll be, there'll be lots of little symbols and then you've got to look at the key that tells you what the symbols mean. I'm going to give you some keys here this morning, only three. The farmer is God. It says the farmer came and, and, and planted seed. Well, the farmer is God. The crop is people and the field is the church that is in the world. Where is the church? Gee, really slow. In the world. We need to have, I need to have cue cards. In the world. The church is in the world. I want to tell you something. I never want to be scared of the world coming into the church. I, I, I mean, I've, I've found stuff in the church you think should never be in church. You know, I've found, I've found some, some little packages. I think, well, that's good. I'll, I'll take those. I'll get rid of them for you. But you know what? I want, I'm not scared of the world coming into the church. I want the world to be scared of the church going into that. Maybe that's why there's so much anti-church legislation being rolled out all over the place. And that's because I think that there is a real fear of the enemy of the church going into the world. And we need to be that church that goes with boldness into the world and, and starts making a difference for God. So the world needs a church to declare ways that are right. Because Jesus blesses what sin cursed. Someone needs to hear that today. Jesus blesses what sin cursed in your life. So live in what Jesus blesses, not in the sin that will bring a curse over your life. I want you to be set free from those things today. So we're going to take a look at what Jesus said about seed, soil, and harvest. Matthew 13, verses 3 to 8. It says this, A farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on the shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly, but because the soil was shallow, um, the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60 and even 100 times as much as had been planted. I want to tell you something, church, this morning. Every seed matters to God. Every seed matters to God. And as our, our uh, plan is this year, is, is we want to go for the one. We want to go for the ones who are lost. We want to go for the ones who are hurting, those who are broken, one soul at a time, and lead them to Jesus. So we've often preached this scripture, or I know I have, like this. Well, the, the, the stupid seed fell on hard ground. Bad luck for that seed. Sort of deserved it. Uh, seed fell on the rocks. Too bad. They probably deserved it too. Had too many bad friends. Choked them out. Oh, killed them. Seed fell on the rocks. Again, too bad. Probably deserved it. Seed fell among the weeds and thorns. And I'd say, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. You should have changed friends. But see, in that we blame the seed for falling in the wrong soil. But you know something about a seed? The seed just landing somewhere hoping to find a light hoping to find somewhere to live. And I'm going to tell you something. God is planting seed all around us. What type of soil have we prepared for that seed? So I want us to look at this with a whole different perspective this morning. What kind of soil have we prepared for the seed? So we need to set something in order 
One Heart Church at, uh, that we're not a church that should stay small. We are to be a soil that produces the harvest. We are the soil. So we might think, well, all those things, there's rocky soil, there's, there's a hard footpath, there's, there's weeds that grow up. Well, I want to tell you something. We have a mandate from God as a church to be soil that when a seed lands on it, it grows and produces something amazing. 30, 60, or 100 times more than what was planted. Say amen to that. You get me really excited. You needed to, maybe I should have shared some of that stuff I found. Matthew 13, verse 23. It said, The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. See, the church is the soil that produces the harvest. You understand that this morning when we're looking at this scripture today. The church is the soil that produces the harvest. If the seed doesn't grow, if the seed lands on something hard, if the, if the seed lands on rocks, if the seed gets choked out by weeds, it's because the church didn't pre- prepare the soil. See, be productive soil 30 times, 60 times, or 100 times. The issue isn't God. The issue isn't the seed. The issue is in the soil. Really quiet here this morning. I need to, I need to get the, 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 uh, all the people who make noise are in the, not here there. Let's be the field that soaks up every drop. Let's... That, that's, that's godly and spiritual and good. Let's be that, the, the people that, that soak in the, the, the rain. So good soil is good people, is a good church, is a productive harvest. I want to give you three things that spoil the soil this morning. And we can have the musicians come back and join me. You think, wow, this is express lane this morning. You're not drawing it out of me, so we're going to go real fast. So if you're taking notes, you need, to, you need to write these things down. Three things that will spoil the soil. Number one, contamination. And I, I use the analogy here is not dealing with the past. So toxic soil from everything that ever happened there in the past. Everything that used to happen. You know, sometimes where, where they built the new Royal Adelaide Hospital, they wanted to build this nice new hospital there. But when they started to build, they, they did some soil tests. And they said, well, this soil is contaminated. This soil is poisonous. We have to get rid of all this. Otherwise, we're going to make people sick who stay in this hospital and work in the hospital. And so they had to, they had to take away all, the, all the, the, the poison, all the toxins that were in the ground and in the soil. But toxic soil from everything that ever happened there will, will cause contamination. There's acid, there's chemicals, there's nuclear waste, there's toxic stuff that represents our old life. And it's hard to move on while living on a dump site. And some of you need today to say, I'm going to leave behind living on the dump site. I'm going to leave the toxic stuff behind. I'm going to leave the contaminated soil. And I want to be soil that soaks up the rain of God. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 in the Amplified Bible says, Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition, have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. 
I love the way that the Amplified Bible brings that. See, Jesus isn't about making life bearable in the midst of your waste dump. Jesus is about taking you right out of it, taking you beyond it, taking you from poison ground to productive ground. We are living that today. The second thing, um, the, the, the second um, thing that spoils the soil is erosion. Erosion. That's when there's nothing holding it together. Maybe you feel like that sometimes in your life. There's nothing holding together. There's nothing holding me together. I just fall apart all the time. And you know, one, of the, one of the other things about erosion is it often starts in the valleys, starts in the dips, and, uh, and then washes away from those low points in your life. You can't allow a low point to determine your future and to allow that to be the place that washes things away from. So no structure or meaningful connections. One of the goals we have as a church is to build meaningful connections with people. So rain comes. Instead of soaking in the rain, it runs off the top and and washes things away. So the main place of erosion is where nothing is growing. And you need to plant things and let them grow in your life. The only way you can let things grow is if you stay planted somewhere. Put your feet down. Put your roots down. Begin to grow somewhere. Begin to let things grow around you. If you're always disconnected, always, always uh, um, got nothing holding you together, then you'll find that every time there's a rainstorm, instead of soaking in the rain, you're just diminished a little bit further. You've just wa- washed the things away from your life, not made you stronger and better. But you need to plant things and let them grow. We just remember the story of Joseph, Genesis chapter 41. You can read it yourselves. Read the story of Joseph if you want to do some homework. He had two sons in Egypt. Joseph's had a tragic story, but he has two sons in Egypt. Manasseh, because he's had a a terrible life, and he says, God has caused me to forget all my troubles. And perhaps that's a place where God wants to take you to, is to cause you to forget the struggle and the trouble of life. And he had another son called Ephraim, and he named him Ephraim, and he said, because God has made me fruitful in the land of my grief. So you might think, well, I've living, I've lived on a waste dump. I've lived with the toxic people around me. God wants to say He can bless you. He, he can cause you to forget your trouble, and He can cause you to be fruitful in the land of your grief. So when bad stuff happened, Joseph stayed connected to God. He planted himself in the Lord when he had no one else around him. So I want to tell you today: stay faithful long enough to see the turnarounds in your life. Stay faithful to God long enough to see the turnarounds in your life. So you might think, well, I only see toxic stuff around me. I only see the the bad things. I want to tell you something. Stay faithful to God. Stay in communion with Him. Get other good people around you and live long enough. Be faithful long enough to see God's turnaround in your life. So meaningful relationships, those who support and build and cover you, connections that will hold the soil together around you in the storm is what we're talking about this morning. So the next thing that spoils the soil, number three, is unprepared. Being unprepared, that's a hard and rocky ground. We've got to arrest small things in our life, clear away rocks and weeds around around us, around you. Prepares the soil 
so something from God grows and lets others get through to God as well. So the soil that you prepare around you is, is something that will help others find their way to God. Proverbs 15 verse 19 says, A lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but the path of the upright is an open highway. So that the lazy person doesn't move the weeds, just lets them grow. And it causes nothing else to grow but wheat. Uh, Proverbs 20 verse 4 says, Those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. Unprepared soil will grow all kinds of unwanted things. Unprepared soil will grow all kinds of weeds, will grow all kinds of stuff that you don't want around you. So those who get choked by the briars that are in the field, those who get choked and choked by the, the briars and the, and the weeds that are in the field that never got prepared for the harvest. One Heart Church, we've got to be prepared for the harvest. We've got to be prepared for those that are coming next and be, uh, and be weeding out the weeds that can easily choke them out. Isaiah 40 verse 4 says, Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places um, because they're talking about making a way for others to find their way to God. So what we prepare for is where others will grow. What we prepare for is where others will grow. And I have a challenge for you as an individual. Are you going to prepare the soil around your life so others can grow in the soil that you've prepared? for them to grow in. As a church, we have a responsibility to people in this city so they have a place where when their seed falls, it will grow 30, 60, and 100 times more than we could ever imagine. Isaiah 57 verse 14, paraphrased by me, clear away the rocks so people can return to God. Our preparation is important so others may follow so you might think, well, I'm just okay, I'm just comfortable, I'm just living my life the way that I think I can. You know something, you need to be preparing a way so that others can follow, so that others can find a way to God. I just want to pray this morning for our soil here in this place. I'm just going to ask if you would, if you would stand with me. And I just want to pray over you today. Because as a church, we, we are going to stand together. We're going to prepare the soil of this place. We're going to start to weed out things. We're going to start to plow things. We're going to start to level things so that when others come in, it's, it's already prepared. When the soil, when the seed falls, it's looking for somewhere to live. It's looking for somewhere to thrive. May One Heart Church be that place. And we are the ones who can make that happen. As a church, we stand together. We pray together for the soil around us. We want to grow and we thrive. Why don't you close your eyes and perhaps raise a hand to heaven? I want to pray for you this morning. Lord Jesus, we just pray right now. Deal with the past. Lord, we pray, we pray for those who, who maybe are stuck and caught in a toxic place, that have waste around them, that, that they think that I can't ever get past this right now in Jesus' name. I pray a break from that past. I pray today a break out of that, that toxic waste dump. And we pray a fertile field that is your blessing. We, we stand against the curse on the land from sin. And we pray freedom and the blessing for a rich and, and good harvest that is found 
in Jesus. So we deal with the past right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we want to deal with the erosion. And Jesus, we ask that you cause us to be people that are connected with others, that we have good people who build our lives, that strengthen our lives, and that we in turn may strengthen others today. So I just pray that over our, over our lives, Lord God, and over our church, Lord, we, we uh, want to we want to plant things in the erosion beds. We want to plant things where the water would wash it away and we just say no more. We pray for things to grow where the enemy wants to erode. And Lord, we pray right now and deal with the unprepared areas. Lord, we want to turn that soil over. We want to take out the weeds. We want to remove the rocks. Whatever they may be, Lord God, in our lives, I pray for those who are struggling with rocks. I pray for those who are struggling with weeds, choking out the call and purpose of God in their life. And I pray for clarity of thought. I pray again that you begin to speak to people the Word of God in their life because the weeds have been, cho have been choked out. The weeds have been poisoned and allowed the seed from you to grow in their lives. And Jesus, we ask for 30, 60, and 100 times from the seed that falls in this soil to produce a rich and bountiful harvest in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Just while we're standing, I'm just going to ask if you'll perhaps just close your eyes right across this place to give people some privacy right now. Because I know there are people here today and you've never had the opportunity to let Jesus into your heart. And you want to. Without anyone looking around, this is a personal thing, but it's a sign to God that you're saying, I want to get close to you. Maybe you've been with God and you've wandered away and you feel a distance. You want to reconnect. You're saying, God, I want to, I want to come back to you. If that's you, you want to just raise a hand nice and high. I'll see it. Then you can put it down. Thank you. I see that hand. Anyone else? I want to pray this morning. And we're going to pray this prayer together. Uh, the words are on the screen. And in this prayer, what we're doing is we're inviting Jesus back into our life. And not only that, we're, we're declaring to God that we want to live our life for you. So we're going to pray together. Let's do this together. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life, and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the hand to that person who wants to say, don't look back. Don't look back. Give God your best. So church, seed, soil, and harvest. Seed that falls on good ground, good soil, produces 30, 60, and 100 times more for the harvest. One Heart Church, that's what we're called to do. That's what we're aiming for, and that's what we're all here to do together. God bless your church.